He used to be graduated from Sackville. He's been to church leadership events. Uh, he's been a bassist for instrumental worship groups for as long as I've been alive. And uh, he's a mentor to a lot of young college students in the RCA now. And he's helped out a lot with the ministry. So without further introduction, let me introduce you to Jesus Johnson and Brother Reed. you got for me this evening? Well, um, I first off wanted to say that uh, I would consider you to be a very underrated uh, person, um, you know, with the, with the church ministry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, there is a compliment. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, put, uh, put it as uh, the very first question I wanted to ask you is how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Just turned 29, and life is good today. Um, you're, you're 29. So, oh, yeah. I'm still late, Brad. Uh, I just realized that. Um, you're 29, just turned 29. Uh, how are you doing? Are you doing it, uh, like, you know, young? Are you doing it like, oh, I'm old? Like, uh, how are you doing it spiritually? I think I uh, still teach it and raise the Bible. I do feel like I am getting older. I feel like time slipping away. But on the other hand, I feel like I have more opportunities than I ever had. Wow. Um, I know age is a, a very, very complicated thing for a lot of people. Um, I just turned 17 this year. What kind of age did you turn this year? Well, happy birthday. Oh, you, you, you already know my birthday. You already know mine. Uh, but I, I want everybody to happy birthday.
like the way that fasting is supposed to be read and the way that like meditation is supposed to be read. And that's coming out of all the time that the Supreme Court has said that we should meditate and that comparison to that is ridiculous and that we should try and just look and have our life as successful as we can and think that we can compare it to it and we can try and make those comparisons mentally and to do things that we have So I think that's one of the big differences is that your generation is far more presidential decisions than the president is. see that even uh, more so now in the pandemic that's going on. A lot of churches, if they didn't have a digital presence, and now they're just barely getting to a digital presence now, because of the pandemic, they're not going to be able to see that. So there's a lot of catch-up that needs to be done. So I think it, it, it is very important to strike this new frontier.
still speak to this day to me as a person, I'd be interested to know that interaction with different different beings that are still face to face right now and who are <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that I have this uh, platform to talk about that with you. You know, that's kind of the reason why we even started this series is to have a conversation where sometimes the hard truths are actually happening. You know, so we talked about the vision. We talked about uh, the vision. We talked about your voice and all of that. You know, now I want to talk about uh, your origin. You know, uh, you are a PJ kid. I am a Gabriel kid. You are a Gabriel son. And they have a son. several people ask me to do some sort of channel music video and you know when people ask me some sort of channel they want to know like what's the difference like what was your initial experience growing up and stuff like that and a lot of times what I say is like well I, I don't know what the difference is because I've never grown up not so I don't know what it's like looks like you know there's kind of a cliche thing out there that you know eyes always on people looking at people expecting a difference like act a certain way be a certain way many people you know judgmental I, I get that people say that but I think that I never felt that type of person but I think what I did come to this experience of was sometimes you feel like there is a a tension between the church and yourself as a child because a pastor is like like the spiritual parent of the church they have a whole congregation to care for and then they also have their family of course so i think there's a tension there where where i can't come up with a place in the church but how much they tend to go out into the child so i think that I get that it happens to other people as well. For somebody else, there was a tension coming up in their parents' work or their work life. The tension that I felt was there. But I just think it's just like, well, they have a whole congregation to care for, and they have to balance that tension. How much attention do I give there? How much attention do I give to their children? I think that's for me. I don't, I don't think that's something that I could grow up like that for a lot of pastors too that I've talked to uh, Gabriel talked about you too being a Christian son we just watched that on the Gabriel part two uh, interview where Gabriel talked about I have this connection to my spiritual son and kind of gave you know the answers he gave and kind of like kind of went the opposite of that so it's nice Of 
and to others, and to help them move forward. The only way that that's going to happen is if others see some way. At some point, it takes sacrifice. At some point, that kind of way doesn't happen. If people looked at me and they say, this person, they don't think they have enough recognition. That person is not or is not going to take the time to listen to what they have to say. But if they do see something, then, well, this person might know something. I, I'm going to take the time to listen to them. So, so yes, the leadership study, study it did help me. It did shape my perspective on things. It did shape how I approach
and Matt Noble and Nina Santos and Kate and Chris Cheek and Scott Sheets and me, Reed Hassel. I want to ask the panelists very well and honestly, any questions you want to ask. Now, the last question I will take this opportunity to ask you is to wait but there also is a team center and I've talked to the guy who runs that team center and I would say that it's more difficult to work with the team um, it, it's very hard to from what I've heard to build trust with the team because growing up they've been hurt so much and I think by the time by the time an adult come into our program They've already been uh, hurting for a while. They've already been making mistakes for a while. They've already been battling addiction for years. They've been hurt by it. You know, families broken apart by it. So I think they're more willing to to dream, willing to to they're more open to accepting what we can offer as a team center. start off when they first come in I would say that they're somewhat hardened they're not exactly open to the whole idea of a Christian rehab because the way we approach it is not like the way other people approach it um, we approach it addiction as a spiritual problem and we provide a spiritual solution we believe in a team challenge freedom from addiction through Christ. So it's as we build a relationship with Christ that ultimately brings freedom from substance abuse. And I think for a lot of men when they come in, they're not so opened up to that. They don't know, is, Je is Jesus really going to work to set me free? Um, you know, is all of this Christian stuff for real? several different men say that, you know, before I would never hear bad about someone. And if we're talking about like addiction, I would never feel convicted if I, if I did this. I would never feel convicted if I used meth, if I, you know, whatever drugs that I'm using, meth is used, you know, for or I, I never felt if I was lying about something or if I knew I was even something as small as breaking a rule. There's just a lot of rules that come from it. And so as
they spent more time together, they played together. I know that now I respect what they do, but through the past, I can't speak. So I know that I can't concede it, and I recognize it, and it doesn't make me feel good. And to me, that shows me that there's a friend that I can count on. Because the only thing that stops me is anybody arguing for a sin that you hold dear. And that means that they have allowed the Holy Spirit to begin to transform them, soften their heart. They weren't able to argue in their teen years. But now they're open to allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to them. Now, I've heard uh, several guys uh, say that. And and I really can't uh, say, I can't give real time information because it's like confidential or something like that. But there's this one uh, student that comes to mind, very intelligent, probably one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met in my life. You can just tell how fascinated this topic is for me because I just was something different. But we had a lot of doubts um, about God. You know, we would go to church services. The minister would pray for him. He would receive a word from the Lord. Even at one point, he was speaking in tongues, but then he would always come to doubt. It's like, was was that for real? And and also just the way he was such an analytical person, I'm thinking like, maybe the only reason I'm thinking this way is because I'm just surrounded by all these Christians. (laughs) If I was in a non-Christian environment, maybe I wouldn't even feel like this. Maybe just because it's where I'm at just because it's the environment. Otherwise, I wouldn't be feeling, thinking, experiencing none of this. But right now, he has completed the one-year program. Right now, he's decided to intern at Camp Challenge, so he will be sticking out longer to be a part of the ministry to help other men who are going through the same things that he did. feels what he's called to ministry. So despite they went through all these doubts, here's a man that feels called to ministry. And who who wouldn't as an intern at Team Challenge? And that's one of the stories that sticks out to me. the people speak. to my mind right now is 
Let's get rules for life that Jordan B. Peeps. Very good book. Just talks about a lot of different things. Rules for life. Crazy book. A good different peaceful, different mindset, different actions you can take to be successful in life. So, like the first chapter is about obstacles.
myself to the most earthly weapon for my entire life. Like, that's it. That's just me being real. So just be blessed. That's all I got. Uh, be blessed.
there's a lot symbolically being done for you when it comes to musicianship. The sky's the limit. You can keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and develop something more. Um, I think where I'm at with that is that even though music is a very big part of my life and I love it, there's other skills that I need to strengthen before I can get to where I want to go. There's a, a little bit more of a, and this is a, this is more topical than topical, but there's a little bit more of a, I hope you get the point. There's a little bit of a rumor coming from the top that's a yes and no question. I believe that, I believe in passion of sorts. I think I have played and worked with him for a very long time. Do I always want to be part of the worship team and, and jamming every once in a while? Absolutely. Absolutely. What maybe I allow that somebody else to step into that and be a part of that more often than me? Yes. Not because I don't enjoy it, other things that I could be focusing on right now and that's what comes in. so many different ways you can go with that and when it comes to even because this is like a topic that when it comes to like making like decisions in life for us it's something that I've like looked into a lot like I love about you know music artists talking to people on like that topic <laughs> and I think there's almost like different philosophies on how we approach that question some people might tell you first getting out of college is it's more the time to experiment, to, to have uh, fun, to do things that you won't be able to do later on because of your obligation. When you get married, you gotta you have kids, you have to keep a job, you have bills. Those things restrict your freedom in a certain extent. So maybe someone could say, well, now's the time to, to do something crazy, to take a risk. Because if you take the risk now and it doesn't work out, well, you don't really have, you still have a lot of time. But then there's probably another school that says that, no, like when you get out of high school, double down hard, focus, do every, you know, try to make all the right decisions, get the degree, get the good job. Get the 401k savings account. <laughs> you know, we can retire when I'm 35. So it's kind of like, where where do I advise between those two extremes? And I'm a very big believer in a balanced approach. 
so I say, yes, do take some risks. Do try to have some experiences, but don't have those at the expense of trying to provide a solid foundation at the same time. You should still be trying to build build your brand work experience doesn't matter if you invest a month or a year you should still try to build up work experience you should still try to educate yourself whether that's in college or on YouTube learning digital photography or marketing that would be my advice is just try to have a balance of enjoying yourself and also being comfortable. Well, uh, that's the uh, that that is now the uh, potentially only honest interview we've had you on. And uh, thank you for having. Goodbye.